episode 329 of Global From Asia podcast, importance of PR in today's world as e-commerce, traffic generation in general, with a little bit of touch of internet marketing SEO. Let's tune in. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you, everybody, to choosing to download and listen to Global From Asia. We are seven years old today. Hey, Alvin, put the birthday music on. Happy birthday to Global From Asia. <laughs> seven years. Can you believe that? October 21st, 2013. It's uh, It's been a long, long ride, actually. Um, and I hope... I can't imagine if you've been here since the beginning, I would love to know, but I think we've changed the show quite a bit and the content and the style, but I hope you have been enjoying it. You know, um, it's for me, it's legacy for me. It's just a uh, excuse to feel like I just help people get information out there, connect amazing people that are harder to find. Some are harder than others to find in this amazing interconnected world, but I do appreciate it a lot for you to be listening today you're right here in 2020 what a year this will be the when were you during covid question you'll hear for the rest of your life you know where were you when i will talk a little bit more about the history of the global from asia show after this amazing interview you know we always have amazing guests the show's not about me i know i a little bit maybe self-centered that's what my wife says <laughs> but we're talking about amazing guests Shane Oglo. Shane is, I, I met him a couple of years ago and he's very active in the e-commerce, SEO, Amazon world. He's he's done amazing training for amazing.com. He is a PR internet marketing specialist and he's very, very generous. I mean, man, we, we could have gone on forever in this interview, but he's given tons of input about, you know, PR and backlinking and launching your podcast product in uh, Amazon or e-commerce in general, how many, how often, even pricing, budgets. This is a good one. Bring your notebooks out. As always, try to bring the goods here. Thank you, Shane, for sharing. Let's tune in. Episode 329 of Global From Asia. Loadpipe.com. Loadpipe.com. What's happened to Loadpipe.com? A few of you have been asking. You know, we did take a break. I'll be honest. You know, sometimes I take some breaks. I gather feedback. We went through the whole PPE pandemic nut nut stuff but we still get lots of demands from factories and and buyers wanting us to help them group by helping them launch helping them get their word out there so we are going to start to you know let you guys know about certain products that are not ppe in our content in our podcast in, in what we're doing in our community in our private community in our public community our free community we will let you know loadpipe.com stay tuned for group buys you know special offers in various products from factories direct all right, thank you, everybody, for listening to another Global From Asia podcast. Um, this is a this is actually a guest I've been wanting to get on the show for a while. We were fortunate enough to meet uh, quite a few years ago in, in a mastermind in in Bangkok, which was awesome. And um, Shane Oglo, he's he's a PR and Amazon expert, so it's really great to have you with us today. Thanks, Shane. Hey, thanks, Matt. Yeah, sure. So. Um, you know, we got a lot to talk about today and, you know, about, I was, I think it's really, I'm, I'm also very passionate about, you know, external traffic and, you know, not just relying inside these ecosystems. Today we're talking about Amazon or there's Facebook or there's all these, you know, walled gardens. It seems like that's the new trend, but I'm more of a, I think maybe you two are more of a supporter of the open web, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you know I'm a big fan of diversity too. And you know they just came out what uh, I don't know four or five six weeks ago and talking about the ATN algorithm and how they're talking about they do measure and look for high authority backlinks. We knew that uh, you know intuitively, but it was the first time they actually talked about it. Um, and our testing can show that. And a lot of people are still very resistant to yeah, understanding. Yeah. But but you know like like press. Like, so when we talk about PR, there's two types of PR. There's there's press releases and then there's public relations. And they're different. They're interconnected, but they're different. Um, and uh, and we can talk about both of them, and we can talk about whatever you want. Sure. Uh, but you know, just press releases on its own, um, where a lot of people talk about PR, they talk about press releases. Um, you know, 
the reason we're primarily ever doing press this is that, hey, you've got a big news announcement? Cool. You know, find a really good distribution network, get it out in front of people, people start talking about it, gives you authority online, blah, blah, blah. But really, it, it's for the backlinks, those high authority backlinks, whether it's a Shopify site or your service provider or whatever, you know, your Amazon product detail page. It's about the backlinks. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And so I think we, I mean, it's really great. We just dove right in, but maybe just give uh, give listeners a little bit of you know, about your you and your company for, for those. There's no time to talk about that. Let's just I know. Well, in. Actually, I kind of <laughs> like it. We just jump right in, man. We're getting technical. And it's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm a co-owner of PR Reach with my, uh, my partner, Norm Farrar. Uh, a lot of guys know Norm. He's got the big beard. It's kind of hard to miss him. He's done everything uh, since the 90s. Like, he's just so steeped in knowledge. It's great. But the, the, I don't, don't want to go on a Norm tangent here, but the, the cool thing about hanging out with Norm, and millennials aren't going to get this, but when we hang out, I secretly hope that sometimes people might think that we're ZZ Top. <laughs> money are like what the hell is easy top but anyways uh, anyways yeah so a uh, corner PR reach and you know hey PR reach is, is an interesting business we bought it from a friend of ours who started it maybe back in 2013 2014 somewhere around there uh, Rob Burns great guy and it was the world's first video press release company and that's pretty cool and I actually was using it back in 2014 uh, back when there was a hack, there was a press release hack that Amazon sellers used to use, and we can talk about that later. But sure. um, then, you know, Rob, he's very, you know, he's, he's going all over the place. He's got lots of things going on. And, and uh, a couple of years back, he decided to sell it, and Norm bought it and asked him to become a partner with him. And so that's what's happening. So we got a, a lot slower start than we intended, but our, we, we wanted to transform it from a press release company into more of a, a media communications company. And that's what we've done by expanding, you know, into content and video, uh, Amazon posts, uh, uh, a public relations and earned media, and also expanding the distribution networks for the press businesses. It's not just different press businesses for different jobs. We can talk Got about it. that later. So that's, that's, that's what we do sure. at PRH. And that's where I come from. Before that, you know, I, I guess I started selling, you know, in that sort of first boom when a lot of people did around 2013, 14. Um, and that was great. Gosh, I wish I could do it again because I'm so much better. But you live and learn. And at that time, nobody knew a damn thing. Like, there's no resources. There's no gurus or experts. It was just like, hey, I know a guy's been doing this for eight months and he's learned this. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, you try and find out. But uh, – and we knew things would change rapidly as everything online does and it will continue to do. Um, but yeah, so I, I worked with Amazing uh, for a long time. Yeah, Amazing Selling Machine. I did a couple of their courses, I think ASM 5 and 6, if I'm not mistaken. Mentored thousands, thousands of sellers over the years. Um, and yeah, just, you know, it's funny. And, you know, here I can, I can sit down with someone who I've known in the Amazon space for a long time. Either they've become a big seller uh, not all of them, a few have drifted off, or they've, they've, they've created business around the Amazon space. So maybe they're into software, maybe they're doing coaching, or you know, who knows? Like, but it's, it's just interesting to see how that industry just boom exploded out in all kinds of interesting directions. So, Agreed. and we'll continue to do so. Yeah, I remember those, those days with, uh, yeah, like 13, 14. I think, uh, the this podcast was going already, and then, uh, this, you know, I was in China, I'm still in back in China, I've spent some time in Thailand, but. Yeah, everyone was just no nobody knew what they were doing. Like we had, we had some interviews on the show. Uh, one was a Chinese friend as a seller, and he was on you know just on regular websites, and he started selling on Amazon 2013, and it was just just started really exploding for him. He's like, um, and everybody was really just diving in, and yeah, back then and, and launches and then giveaways and you know reviews and. There's yeah, it's a totally different game. I guess, like you said, everything on the internet changes, but especially seems like Amazon has changed. But um, but I still think, like you said, we you're already just mentioning about backlinks, link juice. You know, I still think a lot of people are not tapping into this power of you know traditional, you know, PR and and web with their Amazon businesses. A lot of people are just still in the PPC and they're trying to do the you know, trying to get the ranking and the reviews and, you know, and all the internal stats of, of Amazon listing, not looking outside. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, here's a funny thing about that is, you know, I've been through this process with many brands over the years. And uh, if you want to build a power brand, you got to move off of Amazon. You, that doesn't mean you, you, I shouldn't say move off. You need to diversify away. You need some Google love. You need to be building your own list. You need to sell on other platforms, other marketplaces. Hey, whether that's walmart.com, you're trying to get into Costco or eBay or opening up just Amazon, you know, UK, EU, Singapore, whatever the case may be. You need that love because when you start to build a brand, you know, everyone, you know, 99% of sellers are just another nameless, faceless brand on Amazon that nobody gives a crap about. Yeah. You need to make that move to become a brand that also just happens to sell on Amazon. Exactly. And you start to build that loyal, raving customer base. You can do your own market research. You can do your launches much easier. Uh, you can charge higher prices. You have a better conversion rate. Your multiples increase when you go to go to sell. People who aren't doing PR are insane. It's either because they don't have the money or they just don't know. They literally don't know. Most sellers don't know. This is such a huge opportunity to – and it's so inexpensive. And the ROI over time on the public relations side is 50 to 100 times. Our PR team have had clients stay with us an average of seven to nine years because the ROI is there. We're getting them published in, in, in newspapers, magazines, interviews, bloggers, podcasts, trade shows, gift guides, like you name it. Like that's where the power, if you've got a brand and you see one of your competitors and like, how the hell are they getting these gift guides? How are they always in the news? How are they getting the, you know, Martha Stewart living or, you know, wherever they happen to be, that's how they do it. That's yeah. what we're doing. And you need to do that. Now, I, if you're a brand new seller, ah, yeah, you don't need to do that. You know, <laughs> get your Amazon legs underneath you, get your conversion rates up, get your PPC dialed in, all that stuff. That's cool. But you need to start to, to reach out and bridge and start to get links coming in from Amazon because we know Amazon gives weight to all those high authority backlinks. Agreed. It's just going to, you know, content is king. We all know that. We all know Most that. people don't have the, the, you know, the what for all or the vision to keep at it and make it work for them. Because here's the typical example. Someone goes, hey, you know what? Content's king. I'm going to do six blog posts a month. Okay, that's cool. Great start. And they put it on their blog or they put it on their social media. Month after month goes by, not much happening because they don't have much traffic or engagement and they generally peter out and they give up. And that's the wrong thing to do. We, we, we bypass that because we can amplify content by syndicating it. So we accelerate that process, but it's still the right thing to do. Even if you're like, hey, Shane, I'm going to do it myself. Great, do it. It's going to take you a year or two, but if you keep mm -hmm. at it persistently, you put out good quality content, you're just giving Google what it wants. And if you can mix it up by throwing in videos and, and blah, 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 all those different things, that is lovely with nice, intelligent linking. It's not spammy, uh, you know, no garbage. It will pay off. I mean, look at, look at companies like, like Dr. Axe. You know, Dr. Axe, I mean, he's become a major player in that niche. What he did was for two years, man, article after article every single month, like sometimes like 10, 20,000 word articles, he would just pump them out, pump them out. Eventually he became a power player. That's, that's the long, slow route. Yeah. We've got ways to shortcut it a bit, but still that's, that's, that's how you get to the top because we're giving Google what it wants, right? I, I covered a lot of bases there, man. That, that's yeah. a lot of stuff. That was quite a bit. It's awesome. I mean, <laughs> I think uh, sharing, yeah, I mean, content creation, everybody says content is king, content is king. But like you said, a lot of people are just you know, grinding out posts and putting it to their blog with no traffic, no, no, you know, no links. And then they're wondering why. And then, but even if you're, you know, even with links or even with exposure and marketing, it still takes time, but especially with no, yeah. no marketing to the content. It's the same with, you know, so many people give up so uh, too early. I mean, I guess that's true with anything in life, but especially with like, especially with like organic traffic and SEO, it's, it's, that's where there's, that's actually why there's so many scammers that like to sell SEO because they say, Oh, you got to pay me for six months or pay me, you know, you got to wait. So you can't see it. You know, so that's how they can, that's how it gets a bad name in my opinion. Cause they, they can uh, kind of milk, milk the client, but, it's true though. It does take a lot of time to get the results. And uh, I think we should back up a little bit. Cause even I'm curious the difference, I'll admit 
I think I understand, but you we were, we were preparing for this interview and you, you, you mentioned a good one to just differentiate press release from public relations because both are PR. And mm-hmm. I honestly think press release when I think PR, uh, I don't think public relations. So they mm-hmm. are related, but they're different. I, I'd love to hear the, that, that difference. Sure. Yeah. I mean, press releases are one of the tools in the toolkit of a public relations professional. Um, you know, it's one of the ways they get the message out. But press releases on their own. I mean, a press release is just a written communication that, that delivers a message to an audience through a variety of means. And for us, that's typically digitally. It can also be in print, you know, old school, you know, we get in our newspaper or article or something. But for the most part, it means it means digitally. And there's a lot of different levels of PR. Uh, but, but public relations is just sort of... Um, mm, putting out influence, you know, a good example is, you know, back in 2000, 2001, Bill Gates was public enemy number one. He had been hauled before Congress and antitrust, like, like he was doing some really shady stuff. He disappeared. He's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of influence. He influences news networks, tells them what to do. He came out, he rebranded himself as a philanthropist here to save the world. Yeah. It's all PR. I mean, maybe he is. I'm not passing judgment. I'm just saying. <laughs> but that's the power of PR. Now, here, we're not trying to change the world, of course. Uh, we're just trying to um, get our product or service or brand in front of people through a variety of different means and sway them to become our loyal, raving fans. And there's, there's a lot of technicalities in there, but that's really it. Public relations can be used um, like reputation management, for example, yeah. you know, someone leaves a bad review about your dry cleaning business. You want to bury that. You want to get good stuff out there. There's Agreed. To do that. Um, and, you know, over time, public relations increases the value of a business so much. First of all, you're driving lots of new traffic uh, from these high authority placements and sites and magazines or wherever you happen to show up. Um, so you get all that. And those never go away. It's not like advertising or like if you pay for advertising, like the ROI compared to between advertising and PR is just, it, it's insanely in favor of PR because um, the ad doesn't go away. It stays there forever, that link. And then of course what you do, let's say you get your business, uh, you come to me and say, hey Shane, I want to be published in Inc, Entrepreneur Forbes. You've got your dream list. Well, I can't guarantee I'll get you into those five. I'll probably get you into some of them. It might take two or three, four months because uh, they have their own schedules. Mm-hmm. We have contacts at every major media outlet in North America. I don't think there's any magazine or site or news station that we don't have contacts at. And that's how we work our influence, right? So I'll come to that person and I'll be like, hey, we've got this guy, he's got this cool podcast, here's this, you know, we craft your your brand and pitch. They might say, yeah, I'd love to have one, but I don't really have a spot until maybe mid-January. Okay, that's cool, because they've got their schedule. And we just start rolling those things out. So it takes a bit of time to get that flywheel going. But once it does, those links never go away. So if you get this article, then what we're going to do is we're going to do PRs about it. You can write blogs about it, the yin-yang, linking to it on your social media. Like you're just going to squeeze every drop of juice out of that really good PR for a long time. Add it to your newsletter. There's so many things you can do. And, and that's and that's the real power of PRs. It's longevity. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so let's start to connect it to the Amazon world, the Amazon ecosystem. Um, I guess, you know, you mentioned new sellers or maybe new products, you might not need it or focus, or when do you think it's needed? Or yeah. I, have my, yeah. I have some insight, or I'd love to dig into that, but maybe what would, you know, what do you usually say to, to a seller? Yeah, and that's a really good question too, because, you know, as a new Amazon seller, you've got a lot of moving parts you're trying to figure out. Um, now, a new seller versus a new account are completely different. So if you've been you know, through the rodeo a few times and you're launching a new product, I hit it with everything I got because I'm not mm-hmm. fooling around anymore. Um, but that's when the difference between press releases and public relations comes into play because if you're a new seller, hey, let's say you hit the 5000 or $10,000 a month mark. Hey, great, wonderful. You're growing and you're happy and you're trying to figure things out. And um, Cool. That's, it's a perfect time to start press releases. Even if it's just, you know, one a month, just ding, ding, get it out there. It's not going to make a difference overnight. There's a caveat there, actually. It can make a difference overnight, but I'll come back to that. Okay, sure. But 
if you're just, let's say you're putting out one press release a month, you know, XYZ company launches this product, XYZ company uh, talks about the industry chain, XYZ company is talking about their benefits of the product, whatever it happens to be. We write press releases all day long. Um, it starts to give you some authority. It's not going to shoot you at the top of Google rankings or Amazon rankings uh, out of the gate. Of course not. It's, that's not what it's going to do. If it was that easy, everyone would do it. But what it does is it starts to give you some online authority. So if I go to Amazon and I see uh, Michael Inc., uh, you know, web, uh, a mouse or something, a computer mouse, and I type in Michael Inc. on Google, I'm like, oh, okay, Michael Inc., here's a Yahoo article. Here's a, oh, they're legit. It's not just some dude sitting in his mom's basement. You know, here's a day gone tomorrow, right? It's, it's like it's a legitimate business. See, I can have a bit of trust, you know, build authority. Mm-hmm. And over time, you will start to get Google rankings, if you're just doing one a month, I mean, we've got people who do three a month or five a month. We've got clients who've been with us for years who just every month, and now they dominate page one for yeah. all kinds of terms of Google. So the caveat there, and, and that's that's for that's for a combination. Hey, you're getting some backlinks, lovely. Uh, you're getting a bit of authority, cool. You're slowly building up your search rankings, wonderful. Yeah. But, um, Obviously, the more you do, the more you can accelerate it. There's two, actually two caveats. So number one, if you've invented a better mousetrap, let's say you have, uh, or, or you've signed a deal with Nike or something, you know, like some big news, right? We're going to put that out on our premium distribution network. And that's when you can blow it up with traffic because all of a sudden, you know, the people in that, you know, journalists or influencers or bloggers, whoever sees that, like, holy crap, that's what's going on here. They'll check it out. They might repost it. They might contact the owner um, and reach out. And then that's when things can really go viral. Mm. Obviously, every piece of news you have isn't going to be that type. The other thing, too, and we've had um, I mean, immense success with that to knock on wood there so keep it going but our top end press releases now they're more expensive but it's insane the search rankings results we're getting within 72 hours like literally it's insane now let's say whether it's your product detail page or your website that you know you've got a dozen keywords that you're looking to go for we're putting people on page one for all those keywords literally overnight okay. not your website Sometimes a product detail page. For yeah, I was going to say the website or the product page. Yeah, it's the news. So maybe it's a Yahoo News article, or maybe one of our partners picked up, or it's a blog we're pushing up. We got. Uh, uh, do you know George Marisa over at Clearheads? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't. I don't believe. Yeah, that. It, no, he's he's a super super nice guy. He runs a company called Clearheads. It's an Amazon DSP agency. Got it. Got and, it. And uh, we got him such insane results in one month. We were outranking Amazon for their own terms. Amazon contacted him and offered him a partnership and to do research and development with him. It was like, he goes, dude, whatever you're doing, don't stop. Let's just increase it. And I'll say whatever you want me to say. This is insane. So again, you know, if, if you come to me and you've got, you know, sunglasses you're selling, great. You know, we're going to try and get you on page one for all these terms, but it's going to be uh, the news articles or it's going to be a blog or those types of things. Sometimes it'll be the product detail page. Eventually it's designed. It's, it's like basically a monthly done for you uh, or sorry, that that's slightly different, but it's over time. The idea is that it will start to rank your website. It might take two months. It might take six months. It might, who knows? Like it just depends on the competition, yeah. uh, the keywords, but the idea is that we just keep you all the time, Page one exposure, page one exposure, page one, and then your assets start to come up as well. Got it. So that that is kind of the the level of PRs. You can start really inexpensively, just once a month, two times, five times a month, whatever. It doesn't cost a lot, and it will start to make a difference slowly. You can jump ahead of the queue with one of these higher level PRs and just get really insane results right out of the gate. But it just depends on where you're at as as, as a seller. Got it. So then it seems like. A- I think you're, you kind of answered, but just to, just to clarify, most likely it's to your own website mostly than the product details page, or can you kind of no. sneak, can you, can you sneak both? I think, uh, I think maybe you can sneak multiple links in a PR release yep. sometimes. You can absolutely. And, um, we just did a test with a brand new product on Amazon straight to Amazon link. Uh, I had two reviews It'd been up for a few weeks. It was insane. The results we got, um, we originally started, um, 
what was called our brand builder product doing this. And the brand builder is basically a monthly done for you content system where we have about three press releases at its core. Uh, we write a 1500 word blog article. We shoot about three videos. We strip out uh, different assets from it. And we blast it out to our distribution network and we syndicate the content. So it, it hyper accelerates your content. You turn into 20 keywords, insane. Every single one, page one Google, every single one. And for one term, we dominated every single spot, including an image. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I, I don't probably have that case study yet. We're redoing our websites. Our website's okay. going to be redone here in a couple of weeks. Sure. And I'll have links to the, all those case studies yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, you can provide it. But, but yeah, it's uh, – uh, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought on the question. Uh, the product detail page versus website or yes. sneaking multiple yes. links in one PR yeah. release. Yeah, we started just doing it to, to – web pages because that's what you know what, what the original demand was for with hey why don't we just drive this link straight to amazon because we've been doing it for years as part of our product launch uh, procedures so i thought what if we take all of this stuff and direct links it, it was insane and yes you're right so in press releases we could add up to three links we never add three links all the time sometimes we will but there's also don't forget there's also um uh, boilerplate contact information in a press release too so if you're xyz company you can have your XYZ company, you know, one, the two, domain, three means yeah. USA with the domain there. Domain, so you can get the extra link. So there's yeah. no need to replicate it in the, uh, okay, uh, the body necessarily. In the, in the content, yeah. Yeah. And press releases, so a lot of people know, um, they follow a very strict format. Google treats them differently. They treat them as their own special kind of piece of content. And in fact, the last update, they even give more weight to press releases. So it's a great time to be using them. But... Uh, I've, I've had press releases submitted to me from great writers, like fantastic writers, but they're horrible press releases because they wrote them like a blog or they wrote them like ad copy. It can't be, it's gotta be news. It's gotta be written like a third party perspective. It can't be sensational. Best product ever launches tomorrow. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's going to get either declined or it's just going to get low distribution. Um, and having uh, the title very short, snappy, no keyword fluff, and that first link is primary. 80% of a press release's weight rides on its title on that first link. So it's very important to get that right. So, you know, not, not that I'm disparaging someone on Fiverr who doesn't speak English as a first <laughs> language, but, you know, just, just like with content now, you can't fool around. We can't keyword stuff. It's got to be good stuff, you know, a blue nose. And, and uh, you, you're better off to either have a company write, like a press release company if you're using one, uh, or get a proper PR writer to write it. It's very, very important. I would agree totally, of course. Um, and, of course, there's no guarantee it'll get picked up, right? Because a PR release, oh, no. yeah, they don't have to publish it just because you send it to, a, to you know, well, we, we guarantee, we guarantee pickups. We guarantee. I mean, if you want to write it yourself and you say, nope, I want to write it like this. I'm like, no, it's a piece of garbage. You're like, I don't care. Put it out. Well, yeah, then there's no guarantees. But for the most part, we guarantee pickups. Like we're not going to guarantee every single distribution outlet that's going to publish it. But we usually never have a problem with that. It's not like it's not going to get picked up unless it was went against guidelines. You know, there's certain um, things that some networks won't publish. Some networks won't deal with supplements or sex toys or reverse mortgages or, you know, mm -hmm. the whole list of, of things. I understand. Uh, yeah. Or if you have, sometimes if you have save 20% off for February for XYZ company, you'll get limited distribution with that. So some will pick it up, but most won't. Yep. Makes sense. Um, I guess the t we kind of talked about it, but the time you're, you know, of course, more is always better, but what's like a normal frequency, you know, maybe at the launch is probably yeah. good. I mean, yeah. on a certain products, yeah. you know, a certain portfolio. Um, um, I know it's pretty open. I know it probably, it depends, of course, the budget, the, the size, the amount of products, the, the competitive competition about it. I, I don't know what you normally would say to somebody how often they should do it or yeah. understand. Budget or yeah, it, it, and yeah, and you're right. I mean, it is it really dependent. If you're a small seller uh, just starting off, hey, just just be consistent. If that's one a month for you of the cheapest press release that that we got in our so great, wonderful. That that will slowly get you going. Uh, the more products you have, the more you want to do. We treat product launches completely different. 
uh, you know, we have our own rebate management network um, that, that we use. So if we're, if we're managing uh, like a rebate campaign, for example, we will hit it hard in the first couple of weeks. That might be six presses, it might be 12, it might be 20, uh, d- depending on, on the keywords we're going after in the competition. But, but I'm talking about just for that regular, you know, building that authority, that trust, uh, getting some Google love, getting some backlinks in. It's really up to, I think, your, your budget. I, it's an important thing to do. And just like with public relations, I had a great uh, question on a webinar last night. It's like, well, what percentage of our sales should we budget towards public relations? And, and you know, it's going to depend, but anywhere from 8 to 15% is what you really should be looking at. I mean, you look at Mercedes or Toyota or Seagram's or, I mean, you know, Apple, what percentage of theirs do they put in? Like that's how they build their businesses on PR. That is their entire thing. Sure. And what we've done is we've allowed it. So I used to work with this really, he was a super nice guy. Uh, I always forget his name. I think it's Mike, but anyways, he was in the PR business for 35 years. I mean, he just knew lots. He was a wonderful dude, but it was a $55,000 um, retainer to get started. And, you know, for most small or medium-sized businesses, that's just not, especially if you've never done it before, you don't know what to expect for an ROI. It could take six months before it really starts to kick in or three months or, I mean, who knows, right? You, you just don't know these things. It's just not going to happen. And that's why I stayed in the domain of these bigger brands because they're the only ones who could say, okay, yeah, 55K, fine. You know, we'll see what happens. Most small sellers just can't take a gamble with that. So what we did is we had a need for PR for some of our other companies actually we thought well how can we have Amazon's doing this you know sure you turn into you start doing a million bucks a month yeah you get into PR you know I know lots of sellers in that space fine but for the other ones you're doing 50 grand a month or 100 or whatever why why not why not do PR like it's going to it's going to explode things for you and people just don't know about it so we basically made it affordable um, and just like monthly payments and, you know, say we might have a minimum con- contract of two months, four months, six months. It depends on the type of, of campaigns we're running. Okay. That's, that's what we decided to do for people. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really, really, uh, really reasonable. And I like the idea of thinking of it as a percentage of your, of your revenue or profits, you know, you, sh- you got to reinvest and, you know, what we talk about here on the show is, and I, I think the main value of it is brand, right? You mentioned Apple, mm-hmm. You know, I don't remember the car companies like Mercedes, but the value is the is the brand recognition. Really, you know, when it really all boils down, of course, there's patents and IP, other IP, but I think the brand, the trademark, you know, that's the real value. So people have to reinvest in that. For um, I think the real goal is people search your brand name, right? Hopefully, over time, they search you know, directly on Amazon, directly on Google. They're looking for your brand, right? I think that's that's the ultimate goal or one of the top. That goals. that would be lovely, or even just dominating the keywords. You know, if you're yeah, dominating spatula. You know, like I, I know I, I could type in silicone spatula right now, and I guarantee I'll see Oxo, I'll see probably Deoro, I'll probably see Wilton. Why do I know? I don't know the first damn thing about silicone spatulas except for my goofy training I did a few years ago. Just <laughs> because I've seen those brand names so many damn times. Yeah. You, know, you take an obscure product like a silicone spatula. I mean, if I was a chef, I should know this, right? Uh, this is the best spatula in the world. Uh, I don't know, right? But, but you're 100% right. And here's the other thing, too, is, you know, we've all, all of us have been in Amazon for a while and seen some success. Hey, you start growing. You hit this milestone or that milestone. You start thinking, oh my gosh, I need to diversify. I can't have all my eggs in one basket. I want to build a list. I want to you know, do this, that. So you start looking at you know, walmart.com or you look at eBay or you're looking at different Amazon marketplaces or you're looking to try and get into retail, whatever that case may be. Um, it's a tough goal for most people because you set up your Shopify account. All of a sudden, crickets because now you're responsible for your own traffic. Oh crap. You get the odd sale here and there. And what do you do? You sheepishly go back into Amazon because that's your bread and butter. You got to make money, man. Right? Like that, that's the thing. When you're doing PR, you're building your, your, your search engine results. You, you can start to get some traffic and direct the links over there. Great. So you're going to start, you know, people searching on, online. Great. You start getting traffic from all the, uh, high traffic placements, bloggers, influencers, uh, sites, whatever. And you can, it makes that transition 
into other marketplaces and platforms a hell of a lot easier because you're already carrying a little bit of brand weight. So, hey, you know what? Maybe you only get 3% of your sales from your website as first transit. Hey, that's great. Wonderful. You know, if, if you're doing a thousand bucks a day or 10,000 bucks a day, whatever the number is, that 3%, that's somewhere to start with. And you're starting to build a list and just grows and grows and grows. If you don't have that brand recognition or uh, any keyword love coming from Google, you're going to spin your wheels. You're going to re re rely on like Facebook ads or Google ads, whatever the question. Mm -hmm. We all know that's not always uh, the easiest nut to crack, you know, and it's yeah. expensive. Yeah, I agree. Um, a little bit about links, uh, you know, super URLs or, you know, the almost like a bad word nowadays, but there's other kinds of ways you one maybe have links. I don't know if, and then also storefront URLs. I don't know if you recommend storefronts sure. over product direct. And then, you know, the tricky thing is URLs, ASINs change, you know, URLs, permalinks, broken links, you know, uh, or you can even mm -hmm. do it on purpose, which is uh, more of an advanced strategy, I think. But you, some people break their links on purpose, um, which is crazy. Or Amazon changes your links. I heard somebody say, so, you know, is, just some ideas or if, you know, I think this is maybe yeah. a little bit more advanced question, but what kind of links would you want to put in a PR release for Amazon? Yeah. That, and that's a, a very good question. And it has changed over time. You know, we've gone through so many iterations of different types of URLs and um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So what we're doing now is we're basically uh, our whole goal is giving Google what it wants. So high quality content, no keyword stuffing, good length, clean links. So we're not using, uh, and I'm not saying these are they're dirty links, like Pixel 5e is a great company. We were using their links for a while. We decided to stop. Uh, we're not using any two-step URLs. We're not doing anything like that now. Basically what we do, and, and the reason is, is and, and not that I think that anything bad has happened, we want to stay clean and safe. So we're putting a straight, you know, Amazon.com, ASIN, uh, or DP ASIN, or uh, the Canonical. Uh, we mm -hmm. use the Canonical a lot. We just want it nice and clean, no shenanigans. Uh, like, so so Google just says, yep, 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 there's, no, there's nothing goofy going on here, and it's working really well. Because the truth is, is even back in the day when we were using um, links that gave some keyword love, and this is the secret that nobody knows about with, with <laughs> is that it actually depends on the title. The, t the title has a hell of a lot more to do with the keyword ranking on both um, Google and on uh, Amazon. So we often just use a straight link, no keyword, no shenanigans, and we just make sure the title is well-crafted uh, with a seed keyword in there, you know, preferably in a long tail format. And that's what we're doing. Okay, cool. Um, KPI, you know, how are you, you know, it's one of the good things about short URLs is link tracking. You can click, at least tracking clicks or tracking, uh, tracking. but uh, do you, uh, of course, like okay. probably checking Google ranking, checking uh, traffic to your own website, of course, with Google Analytics or other analytics tools, but maybe give us some insights of what your, what's success or what's, you know, What's um, some metrics you're looking at? You bet. Yeah, and that's a super good question. And it's funny because as an owner of a PR company, I, I, I kind of lament saying this, but I remember back uh, when I started using press releases back in, what, 2013 or 14, whatever it was, sometimes I'd, you know, I'd, I'd see my account, I'd see the money come out, I'd see the press release go out and go, <sighs> Is this really helping? Like, like, am I wasting my money on this? Like, really? You know, uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just publishing presses on whatever. I had no keyword strategies, willy nilly, right? I didn't know. Nobody knew. Uh, I shouldn't say nobody knew. I'm sure somebody knew, but uh, nobody I knew knew. Um, so that's one thing that I was very adamant about. Is like, is like, look, we have to find a way to measure this. So I've done, uh, do we have a long time to talk? Cause I can uh, go forever, but like, do we have? No? Yeah. I mean, maybe t honestly, maybe 10 more minutes. Ma okay. I mean, you're, okay. I know you're a busy guy. No, no, no story. No story for you. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. What I want to do is, is I want to make sure there's, there's the ROI is there, right? So what we're doing now is, and, and 
I'm going to start at the bottom. So our standard distribution prices, which are great, they're great monthly. What we've done is we do keyword tracking. So you get your distribution report and we're looking at the keywords that you're ranking for. Okay, based, based on, on that press release, wonderful. Now for our more advanced, um, for those higher end press releases, we're doing a lot more. We're, we're blending in SEO, we're looking at domain authorities, we're looking at backlinks. We are looking at not only permutations within the press release itself, we're also tracking, uh, like, like sorry, permutations from the title, we're looking at, at uh, keyword body permutations. So let's say, you run, uh, you know, you've got a Google SEO guy or you do it yourself and there's, you know, 10 terms or 20 terms you're, you're tracking in general. We're also going to track those. Even We might not always be hitting them every single time. We're going to look at those and we're having really great effect on those terms. And again, that, uh, that case study for George, which will be on the website is, uh, I mean, it's just blowing things away. So yes, to answer your question, most companies, in fact, I don't know of any, will provide that. Everyone's going to give you a distribution report. Yep, that's normal, right? You will see where you're published. We're the ones who are tracking it because it's really, really important to me because I got to make sure it's worth it. Awesome. Enough said. That's really good. Of course. Um, yeah, I mean, this has been really great. I mean, I think uh, you've been mentioning it. I don't know if you want to put total uh, dollar numbers in the in the show because of course you know time changes but maybe for a new seller or maybe i guess of course you have different campaigns and, and packages can change but um how much so sure. you said like eight to fifteen percent of a budget or a revenue you know I, yeah what should somebody yeah, think and, about with and um, some, sometimes those numbers are blown out of the water when you're just starting to you start you start a new brand you know you got to put more oomph into it it's you know the revenue is not there yet I, I get it you know what i'm talking about for an established brand i mean most guys i know do the same thing with ppc right they're saying hey you know 10 percent is of our revenues what put ppc whatever that number happens to be um yeah we have got a real range so on the bottom end we have like one a month uh, like 79 bucks if you want to write it yourself. If you want us to write it, it's a little bit more. But it's not expensive to get in. And then it just goes up from there. Then we've got medium range, we've got video okay. press releases, of course. And then we've got the higher end press releases, I'd say around 800 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, and those are well, for sure. crazy for powerful. Seller. Yeah. yeah. Then we move up to the what we call the brand builder. That's 3000 a month. That's a monthly done for your content system. Okay. The public relations packages actually start at thirty five hundred a month, okay. five to fifty five hundred, and that's Great. that's when you're starting to really cook with gas. So just to give people an idea of what we're that's doing right helpful. now, yeah, I appreciate. I know October twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, no, it's of course this is a uh, you know that can change and uh, you know can't be contact you or your company for the latest packages. But I appreciate you willing to share. Um, so I think that's really that's really all you know. But I think the launches, even a new seller, I think should budget some, at least a small package to PR. I think um, you know they launch because they they get so excited, but but uh, they also got to maybe realize you know it's going to take time. And they still got to do the PPC, right? You still got to do yep. everything else. It's yep. not like this will replace the other. You still got to you still got to do your other strategies. But this is another way to to uh, boost awareness on your brand, boost, you know, links and traffic to your site and to your, to your listings. Um, and of course it's prreach.com is the site. prreach.com. Yeah. Like I said, uh, if you looked right now today, uh, the website's not really reflecting a lot of the things I'm talking about right now, uh, including the price leases, but uh, I expect within two weeks we'll have, we'll have it okay. all sorted um, out. So, yeah, it'll be. This will go on the twentieth, twentieth. So hopefully, it, it could be up by then. I'm, I'm cool. hoping our programmer, uh, you know, I understand. I totally pull, pull understand. The out. Yeah. All right, Shane. But yeah. No, great. Hey, I mean, we could talk forever on this type of stuff. Yeah, really. I really appreciate it. Maybe I should get you back on. Yeah. It's it's been awesome. Sure. And and uh, but I you know I think the the real one is you know like you mentioned Apple and all these guys have huge PR budgets. And I think a lot of people say, Oh, how do these guys get so, how do they get so well known? But they also have a story, right? You know, you also have to have a story. Like you said, like if you're just saying, Oh, we have another, you know, garlic press, you know, like who, who the hell, 
is going to really yeah. talk, but you have to have the, f- yeah. I remember something I learned in P from a friend about PR is try to be the first in something. Even if you're the first purple garlic press, you know, even if the first is color, you know, try to have some kind of a unique, you got to have some kind of a pitch, right? Like to, a P, to, that's, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's very, very true. And, and the public relations side, that's what, what our team works on is we work on your story and to, yeah, to craft story. that, that pitch. And Hey, there's a lot of ways to do it. You know, maybe, maybe you're not all inventors. You don't have a patent for everything. Like I say, maybe grow purple. Maybe it's a charity you're involved with. Like there's yeah, a lot exactly. of ways to, to craft yeah, charity stories. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a whole topic in itself, but yeah. But of course really make sure you donate to the charity. I, I, that'd be some, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, but I have a system yeah, for that. Yeah. I always wonder if there's a, but, some kind of a system that tracks that for you. But yeah, I do. I love that idea of, uh, or, or um, especially nowadays, you know, environmental friendly, you know, somehow, sure. you know, that kind yeah. of angle for your product, your packaging, stuff like that. I always try to tell people too. Um, people want to help the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I've noticed too, and a lot of really good listings I see on Amazon is sometimes you'll see uh, like in the title or bullet point, oh, we donate a dollar for resale to charity or something. Okay, great. But then you'll go down to the A-plus page and you'll see like a really great well-crafted story showing them at like the orphanage or like like it's really, it's like, oh, cool. Like there's a story right there. That's, That's something I'll buy into. I get it. Agreed. Agreed. And then, of course, you use that on social media, Amazon Post. Like, like there's yeah. just so many ways. And then you do PR on that and blogs and link to it. And it just creates this whole ecosystem on its own. And that's what you sort of do for the more advanced people is where creating this ecosystem is interlinking. and Awesome. Yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. Really great, Shane. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on finally. And uh, I think we have, we have so much more. We'll have to get you on for uh, a <laughs> second, second soon. And uh, I'm excited to see your oh. new site. And we'll link you know, we'll link this as always in our show notes. Um, and uh, it's been a pleasure to have you. Great. And next time we'll just keep it to one topic so I don't go all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I know this is a little bit. It's all good. It's, all good, it's really great. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Are you a super fan? We're seven years old here at Global From Asia. It would be amazing if we can get some more cool high level people because you are high level if you're listening to this you're learning you're an expert gfavip.com we're starting to do more and more amazing stuff for the paying members i'm sorry you know we are but it's a whole nother level this this show will stay the same but if you really love what you listen to and you want to get on the inside we're doubling down going even higher level gfavip.com see you on the inside Thank you, Shane. That was that was really cool. Thanks for sharing, and uh, we really appreciate it here at the Global From Asia show, the audio version. Because honestly, we don't put the video version into outro because it's just uh, it's just me on a microphone. I'm hiding behind my microphone here. And my amazing wife got me another microphone, the same old ATR twenty one hundred, but the other two or three. I think there's two two working and one broken one sitting in Manila in Gautier's apartment. Thanks, buddy. He literally helped me move out of my Manila apartment because I evacuated from Cebu and I couldn't get back to Manila. What a, what a crazy, crazy uh, year. Um, and a seventh year of Global From Asia. I said in the intro, if you want to hear a little bit of the story of Global From Asia, it did start, it started in a, from another podcast I listened to and amazing guy his birthday just passed too Dan Andrews at Tropical MBA and I went to I was at the first TMBA meetup back in 2010 2011 maybe in Philippines and he they did an amazing job made the Dynamite Circle DC and the DCBKK and I had been been going to quite a few of those and back in 2013 he was saying everybody should start a podcast everybody here should start a podcast I think I said this on this podcast earlier but it's been after seven years, you might have forgotten. So I'm sitting in there, and after the break, I'm talking. I bumped into Dan, you know, at his events, and I'm like, oh, I'm in China. Can I do it about Hong Kong? Because he was actually saying somebody should do it about Hong Kong business. And I said, I don't really live there, but I have a Hong Kong company, and I mean, I know about it, but he's like, you don't need to live in Hong Kong to do a podcast about Hong Kong business. So I'm in the, lo- the lounge area that same day maybe or next day and thinking Hong Kong podcast like 
I was like, I don't want to register like, you know, I don't want to name it like Hong Kong business podcast or something like that. I want to make it a little bit more cool and bing, you know, idea global from Asia. I don't know. I was literally just thinking of talking to John Myers or somebody in the lounge. And I just said, how does it sound global from Asia? And they're like, yeah, sounds okay. Get it. And then domain available registered. The rest is history. You're listening to this right now. If you're here <laughs> and that's, that's the quick, honestly, obvious story and throw up a quick landing page, got people to subscribe to find out more about the show and when it came on. And I listened to Pat Flynn's uh, free YouTube videos about how to launch a podcast. And I kind of ha- patched it together, you know, did a mastermind with other people starting a podcast and connect, you know, connecting with amazing people. You know, it's uh, Zach Franklin. He's been on here a few times. He literally just messaged me on WeChat. Shout out to Zach. Seller.deals. Check it out. Check it out. He's a, an amazing guy, really supportive of the community, a good friend of mine. Uh, been on the show at least two or three, maybe even more times. But um, he's like, should I start a small, small podcast, Mike? You've been doing over 300 shows. I'm like, yeah, man, start it. You know, I've helped others start theirs. I, you know, I give some tips and tricks and... I don't know, but I don't know if audio, you know, I'm talking on audio right now, but we did do this Shane interview was also on video. We put them up on YouTube, but mostly this is an audio podcast. I like audio more because well, it's easier, but you can also get deeper and you don't got to worry about fixing your hair or changing your clothes. <laughs> I'm wearing clothes. Okay. Actually, I'm going to do global sources, some global sources webinar. I'm hosting literally after I finish this intro on, uh, they're doing their online global sources online show and uh, doing a panel. But I mean, yeah, Zach, try it out. Everybody, should, you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people are doing it, and it's about connecting with people. Honestly, the hardest part about podcasts is I don't even know who's listening. Literally, I got a LinkedIn message today. Somebody, Fernanda, Brazilian in Slovakia, has been listening, is enjoying, and says. Oh, how do I get on a podcast? I really, I, I love it. You doing? I've been listening. I'm like, man, I don't. You really have not much idea. I guess you can get some stats and downloads, but I think that's the hardest part, Zach, or anybody starting a podcast. Honestly, it's a small. This is a niche market, or maybe I'm not pushing it enough. You know, we're not getting bazillion downloads, but I, I think we're building good relationships with some of you. Um, I hope, and I hope, uh, I hope you guys are getting something out of it. I sneak a couple of ads in here. You know, if you really want to support, I do appreciate that. And uh, I get to connect with some amazing people. We're, we're getting trying to get some amazing guests coming up, as always. And, you know, it's changed my life. It's, uh, you know, every, every week, every Tuesday, we try to get out this podcast. I mean, there's been a couple of breaks in between for various different reasons from the podcast. But we are still going strong. You know, I'm planning to do hundreds of more of these shows. I mean, this is a lifestyle business, a lifelong business that I, I don't know, business hobby. I'm an artist. Last week, we we're talking about garbage man, an artist. I'm a, I'm an artist. I'm, I'm not so good at business, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, you've, some of you've read my books or you've listened to this show. Just keeping it real, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a creator. I'm a, my middle name's Angelo. I'm a Michelangelo. I'm a artist, you know, my grandmother was an artist. Anyways, I think that's enough in the blah, blah, blah session. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this show. It does mean a lot to me. And uh, even though I can't see you or hear you, you know, but, a, you know, feedback or comment would always be helpful or share, telling your friend, whatever would be helpful. I think that's it for now. Seven years of global media over and out. See you next week. More amazing stuff coming up. Peace. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.